We're going to begin with the weekly portion of the Taimah Devaira. I urge you to please look at the introduction that we did two weeks ago and to do the first Midah that we did last week. We're up to the second Midah. The second Midah is called Noise Avain. I actually heard about this many years ago and we quoted it in the TP manual. It's very, very powerful. It's absolutely amazing. Hashem is Noise Avain. That means that He bears sin, which means He carries our sins. What happens when we sin? He carries it. Let's see what it means. This Midah, this attribute, is greater than the previous one. With every sin that a person commits, a destructive angel is created. As our sages say, a person who commits one Avera acquires one prosecutor. That prosecutor stands before HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he says, This person created me, and nothing can exist in the world unless it is sustained by the life force that Hashem provides. This destructive angel now stands before Hashem. How shall it be sustained? It would be fair for Hashem to say, I don't support destructive angels. I don't dis- support your smoking, uh, doing drugs. We don't enable you. We can't support this bad behavior. Go to the person who created you and let him support you. The destructive angel would then immediately descend and claim that person's life or cut off his soul or give him whatever punishment is appropriate until that destructive angel is annulled. However, Hashem does not do so. Instead, He bears and endures the sin. Just as He sustains the entire world, Hashem sustains and supports this destructive angel until one of three things occur. Either the sinner does tshuva, and destroys and annuls the angel through his tshuva, or the just judge annuls it through suffering or death, or the sinner goes to Gehenim and repays his debt. Let's do this in English. I'm sorry, in Hebrew. Hashem does not tell the Malachi Chavola, go and, and, and get sustained by this person who created you. Instead, what does he do? The same way that he goes ahead. You can have a seat. Just walk through there, the, behind, and have a seat. The same way that he has to take care to be zan the kala elam kulay. Hashem is in charge of making sure that every creature has sustenance. And now Hashem has another problem on his credit card bill every month. Malachi Chavala. Mashchisim, Mashchisim, and he looks at the credit card bill. He says, what is this? Yanki, what'd you do? Yanki says, Tati, uh, yeah, I went and I, I sinned. I put it on your credit card. I took your credit card and I went to, uh, right? And you look at it. How many parents have to go through that Nebuchadnezzar group? McDonald's? McDonald's on my credit card, right? What, what is this? Hashem looks at his credit card bill at the end of the month and he sees every sin that we do, he is sustaining the angel that was created by the sinner. It's half of a fella. And the same way that Hashem has to be zon, kala ilam kulay, right? He, who takes care of the kailingalite? Hashem. And he also takes care of these mashchisim, mashchisim ingalite. Unbelievable. Until one of three things happen. He does tshuva, or Nebuch, he gets, he gets paid with uh, problems and death, or he goes to Gehenim. So as long as you're alive, until you do tshuva, 
you'd be dead every second. And Hashem takes the responsibility to be zon the mashchis. This is what Cain said after he sinned. My sin is too weighty to bear. And our sages say, You bear the entire world. Meaning, you Hashem, you sustain and support the whole world. Is my sin so heavy that you can't bear bear it? In other words, support the destructive angel until I do tshuva and rectify what I did. Cain kills his brother. And he tells Hashem, This you can't handle? You take care of the whole world, you can't take care of my Avera? <laughs> right? Thus, the attribute, this midah involves a great degree of savlanut, forbearance, patience, savlanus gedayla. Sheyazun v'yafarnes bria ra'a shebara hachoytei ad sheyashov. That a person creates the evil creation, and Hashem patiently supports that evil creation until that kid does tshuva. Yilmaita Adam, and people, we need to learn, We have to learn, this is the media that we have to follow in Hashem's footsteps, that's why we're learning this. Tolerance to endure the burden of your fellow man and the evil that he does to you. Even while his evil that he perpetrated against him still stands before your eyes, you have to be patient with the offender until he repairs the damage or until it disappears on its own or a similar remedy occurs. Yilmaita Adam, the lesson is Ad Wow. What I love about the Sefer, I'm plugging the Sefer, even though I have no, no shaykh, it's no connection. It's not like one of my kids made this, you know. This is just a random Sefer that somebody in group here showed it to me. I got a text from a guy in Eichler's. He said since we started doing this, they sold out. So hopefully they're restocking soon. Okay. Now, here's the beauty of it. We understand very clear. But now he goes and he explains definition of the Midah. A person might forgive an insult or injury done against him, as we discussed in the previous chapter. However, the damage still exists, waiting to be repaired. When the guilty party does not repair the harm, and the victim controls his anger and bears the damage until it is repaired during that time period, he awakens Hashem's attribute of mercy expressed by this midah of he bears sin, bringing that element of mercy into the world. This is the Chiddush of the time of Devar. He says that when you do this, you're not losing out. You bring that Hashem will treat you and into the world. You increase Hashem's mercy in the way that you deal with other people. Now, he gives a practical example. And he's continuing the story of last week with the Jacobis. Listen to last week's mashal and add on top of that. Finally, in the wee hours of the night, silence descended upon the building's yard. The Jacobis finally packed up their loudspeakers. The last of the guests wished a hearty mazel tov, and everyone went home. The Jacobis went upstairs to their apartment and fell into their beds, exhausted from the festivities. Not long after, their neighbor, Mr. Simchon, woke up and set out for the Nate's minion, which he regularly attended. As he walked out of the building, he inhaled deeply, taking in the crisp early morning air. Crisp indeed. 
but not quite as clean as it usually was. The smell of the leftovers from last night's party hit his nose. He looked around and he saw the building's yard littered with the sad remains of the joyous shevebrachas. Flies buzzed around half-eaten barekas lying on the floor. Chicken bones littered the path. Colorful green napkins were strewn in puddles of orange soda. Empty bottles and plastic plates and cups were everywhere. Mr. Somkin recoiled in disgust. A wave of anger overcame him. He could already imagine the conversation that he would have with Mr. Jacoby. Very nice that you finally finished your party. But why didn't you clean up after yourselves? Who do you expect to do it for you? What kind of chutzpah is this? Using the building's yard, making noise until the middle of the night, and then leaving such a mess behind? This is what normal people would say. These thoughts continued to plague him, even after he reached shul. He was so upset, he could hardly concentrate on davening. Suddenly, he reached the words in his siddur. Hareini mikabal olai. I hereby accept upon myself the mitzvah of the You should love your neighbor as yourself. He started thinking about his neighbor, Mr. Jacoby, in a different light. And his anger began to subside. And when he finished davening, he saw Mr. Jacoby just starting to daven in the second minion. He had a broad smile of contentment across his face, clearly satisfied by the great success of his outdoor shaverbachas last night. Mr. Simchon then reconsidered the sharp criticism he had planned. Should I really break his festive spirit with a nasty comment, he thought to himself? What would happen now? After davening, Mr. Jacoby would rush to his office. He wouldn't be able to clean up the yard until he returned in the evening. The ten Jacoby children were all on their way out to school. They wouldn't be back till the afternoon. Mrs. Jacoby had her own house to take care of and was probably overloaded with work from the wedding arrangements. In the meantime, new guests would arrive to enjoy the leftovers. What kind of guests? four-legged furry guests and they would drag the garbage all over the neighborhood and then not only would the residents of the building be angry at the Jacobis but so would the neighbors in the surrounding buildings as well and then it would be impossible to clean up this mess the Jacobis made the party and it was only fair that they should clean up the mess themselves but by the time they got around to it the damage would be much much worse what should I do thought Mr. Simchon Mr. Simchon decided to set aside his calculations of what was fair. He asked his neighbor, Rabbi Sachs, not to mention anything to Mr. Jacoby. For a few dollars, they hired some kids to clean up the yard and set everything back to the way it had been before. Before long, the yard was clean, and so were their hearts. They were filled with satisfaction over being able to lend a hand to someone who was unable to fulfill his own obligations. Half of a fellow. Remember from last week how much they were soivel, that they were up a whole night from the music of the, of the Sheva Brachas, and now they cleaned up and they paid somebody. Why should we have to pay? It doesn't make any sense. Oh, when it doesn't make sense, that's when you are using the weapon of one of the Yud Gimomidis. And when you do that, Hashem repays you. This is half of the fellow, source of the attribute. When people quietly and patiently bear the damages caused by others, Hashem repays them in kind. His attribute of noise avain, he bears sin, is awakened through which he bears the sin of the Jewish people. And although the damage caused by their sin still exists, he allows them time to do tshuva and repair the damage. We cannot possibly fathom the true depth of Hashem's mercy. Just as Hashem Himself is infinite, so too is His mercy. Nonetheless, we must try to understand and appreciate His kindness and compassion as best as we can. 
the expression the expression he bears sin he carries sin denotes forbearance and patience imagine if a child brought home cardboard boxes that he found in the garbage outside how many times did I tell you not to bring home garbage his mother asked him the child child ignored her began playing with the boxes kicking them all over their small apartment when she wanted to wash the floors she had to pick up the boxes and put them on the table when it was time to feed the children she had to put them back on the floor when she pulled out the beds for the children to go to sleep, the boxes were again in her way. Wherever she turned, she bumped into those annoying boxes that she told her son not to bring home in the first place. A cardboard box can be annoying, but there is a limit to how much damage it can really do. But an Avera, on the other hand, can do considerably more damage. How so? In Pirkei Avis, we learn that with each mitzvah a person performs, he acquires an angelic advocate. A malach that's going to defend him. With each avera, he acquires a prosecutor. Acquire, in this sense, means he creates. Mitzvahs create defending angels, while averas create destructive angels. The destructive angel is then charged with punishing the person whose sin created it. As Yirmiyah Navi said, your evil will afflict you. The sinner rectifies his sin by enduring the suffering it itself brings upon him. This is part of the order of creation. Shlema Melech says, sinners will be pursued by evil. A person's sin pursue him, a person's sins pursue him by means of the destructive angels that they create. Judgment is exacted through the very forces of evil that the sinner himself empowered. And when these forces punish him, the damage he caused to the world is rectified. Another way of rectifying this damage is through tshuva which reaches the highest realms of heaven and brings down a light of holiness, of Kedusha and Tara, that cleans the world of the impurity caused by his sin, restoring it to the way that it was before his sin, before he sinned. Often much time passes before a sinner repents of his sin. With each day that passes, the sin remains uncorrected, and the destructive angel demands to be fed, demands its sustenance. Rather than sending it to claim the sinner's life, Hashem himself supports it, just as he supports every living creature. Just like he's on Mefarnes, Kala Oilam Kulai, he's on Umefarnes Mashchisim. He supports the destructive angels whose very existence is against his will. It would be perfectly fair for Hashem to say, I will not support you. Go to the sinner who created you and let him support you. Had he done so, the destructive angel would proclaim that person's life, cut off his soul, or give him whatever punishment is appropriate. As long as a person has not repented of a 